Welcome to the Insights podcast series. This is a short form podcast series from For Humanity. Just 10 minutes to gain insights on topics of pressing importance, especially in the space of ethics and accountability of emerging technology. My name is Sundar Narayanan. I am an ethics and compliance professional and a researcher with a focus on ethics, culture and behavior in development and deployment of emerging technology. I am one of the contributors of For Humanity and the host of this particular podcast. For Humanity, as you all know, is a non-profit with a pressing mission. It works on the mission of managing AI risks for humanity with a group of collaborators for humanity is contributing to methods of conducting independent audit of AI systems. If you want to know more about For Humanity, visit forhumanity.center. This is a series on draft EU AI regulations that are coming few weeks back. The draft regulations mandate classification of high-risk AI and also require specific approaches to ensure compliance. This regulation has proposed a penalty of 6% of global revenues or Euro 30 million for violations. We're going to gain perspectives from For Humanity Fellows on what they feel about such regulations and uh, how it reflects in the current environment. Today, to speak with us, we have Merve Hickok, founder of aethicist.org, a knowledge store on all relevant information relating to AI ethics. She's also founder of Lighthouse Career Consulting, an advisory consultancy in the space of AI ethics and responsible AI. She is an independent consultant, lecturer, speaker on AI ethics and bias and its implication. She collaborates with several national and international organizations building AI governance methods and has been recognized recently as one of the 100 brilliant women in AI ethics in 2021. I have a great pleasure in having Merva as part of this podcast. Welcome to the show, Merva. Thank you so much, Sundar. A pleasure to be here with you and thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. I just wanted to just jump off directly into this. I, I'm sure uh, it, it is an exciting time that we are seeing a regulation that come up uh, specifically in the space of uh, a regulations uh, coming in from Europe. It has a different context because uh, it, it's integrating um, a large group of countries which are coming together to address this pressing problem. I just wanted to jump off with this particular point uh, how does UAI regulation matter from your personal perspective? Uh, it matters a lot because I have a lot of clients in, in Europe, either based in Europe or providing services to European customers, which the regulation proposed regulation covers. And when I do consulting or training, I use my own um, ethical framework that um, I work with clients in terms of their project development, uh, which is a human-centered, value-based uh, approach uh, that has a lot of focus on accountability, um, you know, data provenance, quality management, quality assurance throughout the life cycle, uh, which are covered a lot in the proposed regulation. It puts uh, fundamental rights and um, democratic values right in the center. Um, uh, so it really helps my, uh, you know, my, my work, but, uh, other than helping the work, it really is about, uh, you know, 
about the impact of these technologies. So um, that framework coupled with this proposed regulation is definitely will be impactful um, going forward for Absolutely. So I also personally feel that it, it, it tries to set in a baseline for how we see uh, a regulations would evolve um, in this particular space, right? Um, with that context, I just wanted to um, uh, ask you in terms of which are the things that you felt are quite exceptional um, for uh, such a regulation that has come in recently? Uh, and what do you think are um, very, very valuable uh, from that proposition standpoint? Uh, the regulation as it stands, I, I think I have a lot of, I, I wish this was also included or I wish this was not included. Uh, but in terms of the big impact, uh, pieces are obviously the conformity assessments and technical documentation, uh, as well as the fines. So when you're looking at conformity assessments, uh, you definitely, the, the companies or the providers or the distributors of these technologies really need to ensure that uh, the, the whole supply chain needs to ensure that the service or the product uh, has been reviewed uh, from risk from a risk management perspective, that uh, a number of these documentations and quality checks have been in place. So it kind of forces you to have these conversations that we've been talking for years about responsible innovation, responsible development and use. And it doesn't only put that um, uh, the, the onus on the developers, but like I said, the whole supply chain is involved. So if the provider hasn't, you know, completed it perfectly, it also asks for the importers, the distributors, et cetera, to make sure that it is in place. Um, the other thing is around that uh, technical documentation. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot about uh, data provenance, uh, asking about ethical questions, you know, ensuring, uh, you know, looking at the bias uh, mitigation uh, techniques, etc., and purpose. First and foremost, obviously, purpose and intention of the systems. So, having these companies to put this in writing, documenting, and putting their stamp underneath that uh, is a great step in terms of keeping them accountable. You know, one, it, like I said, forces the companies to think about this, act upon it, document it, but then uh, move forward. It will also be uh, a tool to keep them accountable. Uh, something like an audit trail that helps in um, keeping a trail of how, how humans have happened and it also helps in evaluating the effectiveness of such decisions as it uh, progresses. Isn't it so? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the audits, I mean, there is a reason why uh, we are so involved in this in this work, independent audit of AI systems. That is a great mechanism to ensure um, that these systems are built and used and maintained in a way that that serves the, the clients, that serves the humanity, that serves the public. Uh, but the proposed regulation is also a great step in terms of the companies um, adopting these uh, these values, adapting these techniques, these uh, processes, uh, and hopefully embed them in their overall life cycle. Absolutely. So audit is not audit is not the only thing that 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 keeps like that puts a checks and balance on this. 
Absolutely, there's a lot to hope for from there. Uh, but uh, one of the interesting dimensions that I wanted to ask you is that I'm sure this um, regulation may not have satisfied every requirement or every thought process uh, that you may have had. Which of those uh, thought processes that you believe will evolve in the coming years um, as the regulation progresses? Which of the thoughts that you think uh, are essential and it will evolve over a period? Uh, I think the way that the conformity assessments are, are done or will be conducted will be crucial and uh, the, the best practices around the technical documentation will eventually improve. I see this as, like, like I said, a first step towards uh, building this, but the, the proposed EU database where you're supposed to provide this documentation, I think there will be some best practices or better practices at the least to come out of those submissions as well. And I think the the, the commission, as it's reviewing those, as it's reviewing the uh, high-risk AI systems, and there might be new ones coming up, so the commission has... Uh, um, has the power and the requirement to review that list. Uh, so I think it will be, we will all learn, uh, as well as the commission and the regulators will learn uh, the pain points as well as the good practices um, as this starts being applied. Absolutely. Um, that brings me to the last question uh, that I wanted to ask you in this podcast, which is about uh, what is one thing that you would bet on? Um, that has come in the uh, draft regulations that you believe is a significant change to the world that we live in currently? Uh, I think it's a lot of people were counting on uh, the hopes or the, the <laughs> on the hopes that AI cannot be regulated. Uh, I think EU is here to uh, disprove that and it definitely is in the right direction. Like I said, I wish there were some other changes. Uh, but we've seen this with GDPR. EU was the first to invest in that, create that framework. And there are a number of countries outside of, US, outside of EU that have uh, adopted the GDPR principles uh, and building their own data protection regulations. I see this as a, uh, as a step towards that, that uh, other countries uh, will look at this as okay, we're, we're starting now. Uh, we can feel more comfortable about regulations, regulating AI systems, and actually uh, put more effort into this. Yeah, I also think that this is really, really amped up the whole uh, hopes around how the regulations are going to shape up across the globe. And um, I really enjoyed the, the, the conversation and specifically what you mentioned about uh, how it brings in a level playing field in terms of accountability across the supply chain and how it also brings in a basic measure of um, uh, having data quality documentation or the process documented, technical documentation uh, in a qualified way. Uh, I, I, I really thank you for sharing such insights and um, hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, Sundar. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.